Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes spoke with Queen Mia Greymane of Gilneas, got some information from Stormwind Keep, and have made their way toward their respective places of interest within the city. Focus and Butch spent some time in Old Town, but now we pick up with Ari, who headed out toward the Mage Quarter in southwestern Stormwind. Beware the BFA appear to be on the trail of something big, but we won't know how it shakes out until we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Uh, we are going to scoot on over to Ari. Ari, uh, yes. you are on your way out to the Mage Quarter. Uh, in order to get to Mage Quarter from the Stormwind Keep, uh, most of the time, I think probably you would be taking, you would go there via Old Town rather than going through Cathedral Square. Because if you were to yeah. go through Cathedral Square, that would require that you went through the uh, harbor area and then all the way down through Lion's Rest and then back around the other side of the Mage It's just easier to go through Old Town the Trade District. Um, do you make any stops along the way or are you headed straight to the mage quarter? Uh, I'm headed straight to the mage quarter. Perfect. Uh, when you get there, there are, so you know that there's a library, you know that the inscription, uh, uh, profession building is like the prescription prescription. My God, the, uh, inscription trainer is in this area. Uh, there's also several other places of interest in this uh, kind of area. What are you actually headed to first? Um, I want to go to the library first to find out if they have that book being withdrawn from here that Rissa had. Okay. Um, so in order to find the library, basically, you know, hey, where's the library at? It's up in here. Okay, perfect. Very easy to find. You make your way up actually to the wizard's sanctum. It is the tall tower in the middle of the mage quarter that as a player, you know, you have to walk up the big winding ramp thing. And when you get in there, uh, you're inside of a wizard's tower that goes up and up. There are books that line the walls as you go up. Very, very wizardry, very intelligent, et cetera, et cetera. The very top of it is a portal that is situated in a stone archway that is always on. And as you walk through it, you're actually transported to like this. I don't know if it's an extra dimensional space, if it's a pocket dimension in the top of the tower, if it's somewhere else completely, if it's 20 feet underground, who knows? But as you walk through, you're greeted by this long hallway that ends in a T-junction where uh, there are all of these that you know as a player, were you to go all the way to the end of that, you would see a line on both sides of these portals that are open to all these different places on the world. Before you get there, though, between the between the portal that you enter from and the end of the T-junction uh, is this long hallway where on left and right, you see walls and walls of books lining on the shelves, pillars that go up. There are these uh, arcane constructs that sort of walk the hallway either as guards or who knows what and there are all of these essentially arcane students wizardry students in traditional robes and pointed hats and books and all that stuff uh this looks like it is the main uh area where any books of arcane interest are stored and are studied as you go through your kind of around and seeing okay well it's there's a section on this there's a section on necromancy there's a section on enchantment there's a section on you know evocation all the different schools of magic you get to illusion and as you go through you do see that there have been several books on illusion that are checked out there's you know you, there's like a car old school card catalog uh where it shows okay well there's you know these these books in these areas and you are able to find that 
one of the books, which is an introduction to illusions, is not on the shelf. Does it show who checked it out? It doesn't on the card catalog, but as you go uh, speaking to some of the librarians that are at work here in the tower, you are able to, um, at first, they're not very eager to share private information like that. Uh, it doesn't take m- much work for you to like use your influence to exert, like, listen, I'm on business. I have to know this information. Uh, yeah, you're able to find that um, there was a copy of essentially intro to illusions illusory magic 101 essentially uh, was checked out by a young night elf girl named Delrissa Thunderblade who you know is one of the three missing kids absolutely she does have that book Okay. so Delrissa has this book and Eerie has the more advanced yes illusions book okay that is what I wanted to know from there and then I can ask a guard or I don't know who you feel would be best I want to find someone who has um, experience with, is familiar with spells, but also possibly like spell crafting. Well, okay, so any of the wizards here would be familiar with spell casting and spell, like magic history, magic theory, all that sort of stuff you would be able to find in the tower. When you talk about spell crafting, are you talking about inventing new spells? So in Arna's book, I want to get like, cause there are some spells in Arna's book that you said are like partially things yes. finished and things like that. So trying to find someone who can maybe interpret this a little bit more. And then also um, probably one of the wizards here can either point me to someone looking at like a locate object spell as well, who would specialize in that. Okay. Um, locate object. I can answer for you right now. I'm going to look that spell up. Because I'm curious to know what spell level it is. It's a second level spell. Okay, so yeah, it's not a lot that hard. of yeah, no, a lot of wizards would know this. So the way that wizard spell casting works is that um, the wizard has to have the spell in their spell book in order to be able to cast it really at all. Uh, but they can't cast any of the spells in their spell book in a given day. They have to like shortlist it essentially, and those are the ones mm-hmm. they get that day. They have to prepare those. So um, the question is, okay, well. A lot of the wizards in this area would probably have it in their book. Who has it prepared today? Uh, go ahead and roll me a uh, either an investigation check or a persuasion check. Uh, investigation would be you doing the legwork to try to find somebody. Persuasion would be like talking to the right people to to get them to do it for you. Essentially, to, to like wh- how can I how can I get this as quickly as possible by using you know the force of my own charisma. Perfect. I'm going to use the force of my charisma because I am more charismatic than I am intelligent. Okay. So, Oh, I rolled it in. I forgot. I don't have that. I have a 17 and you can check that in my character sheet. I'm going to enable that add on real quick. Okay. Yeah, totally good. Oh, cool. And you have like the special dice. That's neat. I didn't know that it would mark like, oh, and these were rolled with these kind of dice. 17. Awesome. Uh, on a 17, you are able to essentially approach one of the higher tier wizards in the wizard's sanctum, uh, high sorcerer Andromath, is standing there near some of the students, sort of instructing. And what is it that you say that gets you toward the information that you need? Yeah, so I, I would go up and say, hey, um, my name's Ari. I have some questions about a spell. I'm looking at, um, it's able to like, find things, locate items. Yes, locate object, of course. What? So there is an object that me and my my adventuring companions need to find. What information is it that is needed to be able to use that spell for someone to try and find it? Ah, yes. Um, He starts to flip through his spell book and he goes, well, uh, as the spell is intended to operate, you must describe or name an object that is familiar to you. Um, and if you are able to do that, you are able to sense the direction of the object's location as long as it is within a thousand feet. So it would have to be familiar to you since you're casting it, not to me. Uh, yes. If I, if I were to cast the spell, I would have to describe the object or name it. I don't know the name. I can give a description. I don't know if they have names, but I can give a pretty good description of what I believe it is I'm looking for. Do you... Are you familiar with when the sky cracked the the meteors that kind of shot out 
Yes, of course. It's been the subject of a great deal of archaeological and arcane debate. Well, we believe that a group of archaeologists happened upon one of those meteors and it may be the cause of some distress in town. The one I'm looking for would be black and I would describe about the size of shape of what like the blood one was. I don't know. Like, I remember it, but I don't remember exactly how, but that would be the description I'd give. It'd be about this big, probably look about like this, but it would be black in color. Okay. Um, so the description of the red one was that it was about the size of a loaf of bread, that it was crystalline in shape, pointed on both ends, like a Zelda rupee almost, but like rough and irregular uh, mm-hmm. and cold, like very like icy cold to the touch. And if you're saying, okay, it's this series of things and is black in color and is probably within the city, what he would say is, okay, well, if you're going to use locate object for this, the trouble is going to be, number one, if your description is wrong, the spell will cast and the spell will cast successfully, but you will not get a hit. And that it would be just on the basis of if the description is not correct, you didn't find the thing that you thought you were looking for. Okay. So that's the first obstacle. The second obstacle is the spell has an effective radius of 1,000 feet. So the city is larger than 1,000 feet long. If you are too far away from the object, you just won't find it. The third issue is if you do get a hit you can tell the object's direction. And if it's in motion, you know what direction it's moving in. But um, here, let me actually read the entire wording of it. It says the spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. Alternatively, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, furniture, tool, or weapon. I will say that while you haven't necessarily seen this object in person and neither would the spellcaster have done, you would be able to give, ooh, actually, okay. Describe or name an object that is familiar to you. This would be the spellcaster. You sense the direction of the object's location. The spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you've seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. Alternatively, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind. Okay, so it... It, it would be the case that the caster would need to be at least familiar enough as if they had seen the red one to be able to go, okay, okay. I want to find other things like this. So it might be the case that you're going to need to cast this spell or that you're going to have to bring a wizard or spellcaster of some flavor into your confidence and show them the shard that is being secreted by the Silver Covenant which is a risk that I'm sure you understand the consequences of, but yes. you're like, you've got to find the thing. So that's that, that'll be math that you're going to have to do. I'm going to ask the, what was the wizard's name again? Or did we name him? I've- yes, his, uh, his name is High Sorcerer Andromath. Finally, I do want to point out that the restriction on the spell is that it cannot locate the object if any thickness of lead, even a thin sheet, blocks a direct path between you or the object. And it is specifically lead. A lot of spells that are divinatory in power uh, will also be blocked by a certain amount of stone or a certain amount of earth or different kinds of materials. This one in particular is only limited by the lead, which is why you guys boxed the red one. I will ask Andermath, is there... Are there any wizards that you know of in the city that work closely with the Silver Covenant that they may have like on their, you know, payroll for certain missions or situations or things? Awesome question. I hadn't considered that. Would they have mages in their employ? And if so, would this guy know about it? I do not think that it would be very common for the Silver Covenant, which started off as a ranger-specific organization to have very many uh, primary spellcasters. You're probably one of the few primary spellcasters in the Silver Covenant. And I think he would say that. He would say, yeah, it's it's really mages aren't super interested in getting in with like the weapon-y kind of folk in general. My thought is kind of like, like in TV shows where they have like the only ones that are coming to mind are like when they go to someone in prison for things. But yes, the Silver Covenant maybe directly doesn't have employed on the mage, but they may come across things on their mission that they need a mage for. So is there like a... They contract somebody yeah, to do magic. Yeah, is there like a contract mage? Awesome idea. I hadn't considered that. 
I will say, roll. You're going to determine the answer to this question right now. Roll, Sweet. roll what? Just roll a d20, and what you want is a high roll. Okay, d20. 14. On a 14, 14 is higher than half. So uh, I would say that, yeah, it does make sense that the Covenant would do that for certain situations. Um, that would the the person the, the person or people who would be doing that are not something that Andromath would know okay. the like he was like oh, I'm sure they do I just don't know who they are um because that's really not his purview his purview is he's an educator he deals with like portal stability and that sort of thing and he's hangs out at the library a lot but um the actual activity of some of his students or even some of the people who have graduated from his classes uh, what they get into in their own time is really not his business. But yeah, okay. I think it totally so, makes sense for there to be mages that are on call for the covenant. That makes perfect sense to me. That's something, Amelia, we can we can talk to her about. So I will pocket that knowledge for later of we can possibly locate this is the information I'm gathering. We're going to have to have someone actually see the red one to potentially be successful and no lead can be involved. Otherwise, this is going to be right. But like okay. the other option you have, rather than bringing another person in, is if you get access to the spell in some way, uh, you could uh, do it. You could do it yourself, yeah, because you know okay. what you're looking for. And that could be because I still have the inscriptions to visit, so that could be something like maybe. Okay. Talk to them. I will ask him though if he knows of any way for non-wizard folks to be able to cast this spell. Yes, of course. Um, it is common for. Uh, World of Warcraft doesn't really have bards in this way, but like out of game, I will tell you that Locate Object is a spell that is available to bards, clerics, druids, paladins, rangers, and oh, it's on the ranger list and wizards. I didn't even realize it was on the ranger list. A ranger could cast a spell. <laughs> didn't occur to me. So but, we might have. But, <laughs> but, but they would not have been able to do that until you guys brought the red shard to them. So that's still okay. logical. It makes sense. So something I may be able to learn something we may have a connection with the covenant that has someone who knows it or we can find someone so we have options for that um so that takes care of that the next question I want to ask him is if there is an expert that he's aware of in illusionary magic or if maybe there has been like a people who like got too close to the sun or kind of had ideas that were too big for them that maybe is no longer with them Okay, I, I, I see where you're going. Yes. He would be very confident in saying that, no, there have not been any rogue wizards or rogue spellcasters that were like expert illusionists that have decided to abscond with information they shouldn't have or have disappeared for long periods of time or anything squiffy of that nature. Uh, that has not... That has not been a concern of his. Is he familiar with... Did we get Eerie's last name? No. Is he familiar at all with a Draenei named Eerie? Uh, he would roll a die. I just rolled a natural one. Uh, he has never heard of that name before in his life. Okay. I'm just going to like throw some little nuggets. I'm not going to like lead him, but like it's just kind of interesting that... An illusionary book was checked out here by one of the uh, the teenagers that is missing. But there was also an advanced illusionary book checked out in the archaeology library as well. I mean, it's not uncommon for people to have similar interests and in things, but it's just peculiar that around the time all this happens, weird things start happening in the city. He would agree that that's an interesting coincidence. He says something along the lines of... Um, well, the advanced illusionary. What? I'm sorry, we have not had any books on advanced illusions checked out of the library, so I'm not sure what you are referring to. Well, it wasn't this library. It was over in the Stormwind Keep. Someone managed to get their hands on a copy of advanced illusionary theory. Interesting that they would mm -hmm. go to the keep for that. Um, we. Any of the books that are in our library are, of course, available to the public for checking. What was the what was the title again? 
Of the one from this your library? No, the one that was that you're asking about. Advanced illusionary theory. He goes and like digs around and looks for uh, information on the actual work, advanced illusionary theory. He is able to come back with, oh, well, this is actually a text that um, was kept at Stormwind's library in particular because it is it's a little dramatic to say that it's in the restricted area of the library, but those books are not checked out by the random populace. Um, mm-hmm. They are they are kept for more specific use. If someone were to need a book that is kept specifically in that library and nowhere else, uh, it would be because there is information in it that was deemed not fit for typical public consumption. So if it was a book on illusions, there could be information in there about illusions that could potentially cause harm, um, illusions that can be used to deceive, things of that nature. Uh, Or steal. Or steal, potentially, that uh, would, yeah, that we would not have kept here. A couple follow-up questions for you. How would one gain access to that then? It feels like not something that an average Joe would be able to walk in and check out a book. Do you need special permission or... In general, yes. Uh, You would need to have, first of all, ever since the day the sky broke, the castle has been under increased security for reasons that I think make a lot of sense. There's a lot of um, every other year, it seems like there's a potentially apocalyptic event and the castle's on their guard. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. But no, uh, recently you do need to have either the go ahead from somebody in one of the military organizations or somebody uh, from one of the royal families or somebody like from inside the keep or something like that in order to gain access. And in, yeah, in general, that would not be something that just somebody from the the populace could walk in and, and take. I can inquire about that more, but I'm kind of curious with your books. I'm sure every now and then an adventurer or someone comes along and checks ones out and loses it in the midst of adventuring. Do you guys have some sort of tracking mechanism on your books? Do you have a tracking mechanism on your books? What a genius line of questions. I need to, there is, it's impossible (laughs) for me to predict this, this kind of stuff, but dang it. These are all, these all make perfect sense. Um, he would say that he would say that there is, but that it's by use of the locate object spell. Um, his librarians and his mages are familiar with the books in their library. And if one has been missing for long enough, okay, well, let's wander the city and ping it a couple times. It's only a second level spell. So here's my, where I would like your help. Number one. There may come a time where we need your help in that other object I was talking about. Of course. But I fear, I myself am a member of, of Gilneans. I am a Gilnean. And these teenagers that are lost of such are with the Teldrassil camp as well. It is my opinion that they have gotten into something over their head. I would like to be able to locate... Rissa, and I feel the best way to do that since you checked out this book is to try to find the book. Unfortunately, with the timing of everything, the weird, creepy ghost stuff, I, that we already have pegged down, that we do. But with the thieving, we feel that maybe some kids a little bit bigger than their britches got involved in something they didn't know how to get out of and might have involvement in Rissa as one of those. And in order to track her, I think if we try to locate the book, we can locate where they are and try and help them. Well, uh, if that is your stated goal, first of all, it's a terribly ominous series of events to have happened. Um, I can help you in this way. And he goes and grabs a different copy of um, Intro to Illusions, the book that uh, uh, she had checked out. There were more than one copy on the shelf um, and says... When you cast the spell, you will get positive results from this book in particular. But having seen it up close now, you're familiar with what it is and what it looks like. Other copies would also ping on the same spell. So as long as you understand that if you cast it within a thousand feet of this location, you will still register false positives, 
if you can gain access to the locate object spell, this is what you're looking for. And he shows you a copy of the book that she has. Do you have advice on how I could gain access for that spell? Well, um, not being a bard, he is not as familiar with how bards gain spells because different. Okay. So in D and D, the way that you gain spells depends on your class um, yes. thematically. Wizards get them by study and research. It's an intelligence. It's very cerebral. They they like copy spells down into their spell book. They study like arcane magic in order to gain spells. Whereas paladins and clerics, it's all based on their wisdom. It's based on their understanding of the world and how the world works. That like the better their the better that understanding it is, the more power their god or their oath or whatever is able to grant them. Um, charismatic spellcasters like sorcerers um, and uh, uh, bards get their magic from themselves in a lot of ways. Sorcerers from just they, they are innately magical on their own and bards because they innately understand the power of performance and music and uh, all of these things uh, are on by their very nature magical and you have an innate sense of how to harness that. So he's like, I'm not really a bard trainer. I wouldn't be able to teach you how to do this. But what I can do is if you ever were the kind of person to like document spells in a spell book and cast them from a spell book the way that we do, absolutely I can give you guidance on that. Um, if you're looking for the quick and dirty version of this, a spell scroll of locate object would get you there. You wouldn't with your current skills necessarily be able to learn the spell permanently via scroll work, but to be able to cast a spell from a scroll that you have in your pocket, absolutely. That would be within your purview of doing. If that's your goal, I would recommend the inscription shop down in the canals area uh, over. And he would like direct you to out by uh, actually out by Stormwind stockades in the mage quarter, but it's on the canal side is okay. the inscription location. Could you do me a favor and just, cause he has locate object. You said, I figured that out that he yep. would have it. Could you cast locate object with this book in mind to see if you get a ping within a thousand miles from here? Your, your persuasion check from earlier and the academic eagerness that you're, sort of get like you're kind of feeding into his like I want to talk about magic because this is fun and cool stuff and also like I'm doing a smart investigative thing like he's totally into this and he's like I'm going to help somebody try to do a smart thing that's of course I'm doing that he casts locate object on the book he does not sense anything other than the several copies that are in this building yeah. each of which he's like alright there's one there's one there's one there's one there aren't any outside of here within a thousand feet Thousand feet, a thousand feet is going to cover essentially the entirety of the mage quarter and okay. the water of the canals around the mage quarter. Okay, that was my next question: was how big is a thousand feet in this? Okay, so it sounds like. And to be figure out to be clear, how, I have okay. actually no idea how long a thousand feet is. I'm making it We're easy. We're just going to say each district. That sounds fine to me. I don't know. Perfect. Um. So in my head, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about how big like Stormwind is and blah, blah, blah. Like, so I'm probably going to need about potentially eight scrolls to scour the entire city. If you were to go district by district and not find it until the very last one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the inscriptionist might be able to help with, with that aspect. And then for spell crafting, I have an interesting object of which someone was trying to craft particularly interesting spells who might be able to help me with this discreetly discreetly um the nature of this is something i am still trying to figure out myself and in the wrong hands i'm unsure what could happen um would you be willing to show him arna's book e let me do can i do like a um insight check like have i gotten any vibes that he's like a sketchy dude yet go ahead and roll insight 14 on a 14 you get the sense that his focus is academic he okay. is he is like pursuit of knowledge for the sake of the pursuit of knowledge he's curious yes then i would show him the book and i would highlight a couple things like i'm particularly interested in like the tattooing section there's notes about the strongest warrior and like artifacts which might be like 
kind of a different department, but these where he may be able to help me and anything he can help me with, I'm more than willing to, is kind of the spell crafting magic circle type area. He he starts to flip through the book. You see him casually wave his fingers uh, in a spell that you recognize. It's on your spell list. Uh, he casts comprehend language on himself so he can like, oh, okay, yeah, it's written in some, oh, it's written in troll. Interesting. Flips through. He gets to the spells that are listed and you do see like he like you said there are several spells that are unfinished there are two that are actually fully finished mm-hmm. um and says oh he whoever wrote this would spend a lot of time like kind of actually working on yeah these are brand new spells i've never heard of any of these before many of the spells that we cast as wizards are copied from other wizards other spell books etc cetera, etc cetera. so a lot of it is very you know very incestuous like everything everyone takes from each other when it comes to uh to you know growing your spell list this is interesting. This is brand new. Um, I would say that if you were looking to research this, your best bet would probably be Katarina Stanford down at the inscription shop. Okay. Katarina Stanford is a name that should ring a bell to you. She was the name. That was the name of the wizard who you met in Duskwood. It was. Okay. Um, and he that's, looks through and he goes, right. oh yeah, the, the tattooing thing. That's we're talking about needles rather than quills but it's still like inscribing magic into a thing like that's all this is all this is all right down the 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 inscription alley to me i i have met her before so hopefully she is uh she's talented she is willing to help yeah talented wizard um generous with her time i think you have an easy time with that i will um let you know how this develops and you know as these spells come together as you said wizards learn from copying i We'll see what they are, and if I think they're anything that maybe you can use, whether it is in educational purposes or maybe trade purposes, um, you know, maybe come your way and let you take a peek at this. Okay, wonderful. I would greatly appreciate that. We're always looking for new new magics and new things to study, so absolutely. What did the shield one do again? I know you told me, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Did I tell you? I thought you did. Maybe you didn't. Okay. I'll tell you what. Because you're going to find out when you uncover all this stuff with the. Um, would he recognize what it do? Let me ask that. Maybe he would be able to put two and two together with being a wizard. And could he tell me? Sure. One way or the other, you can get okay. this information. Let me go ahead and push you the spells that are in the spell book. You should see two. Do you? You shouldn't yes. see any other notes. I see two. Okay. Yep. Ring of flame. Which I thought we saw that one in action, so I kind of had guessed yeah. that one. And out of curiosity, I do not know if this will work. This is like an experiment. You'll see that ring of flame and scintillating shield, both of which, by the way, are spells that can be found in the Ouroboros uh, book that uh, Warcraft Gaming published. Okay, you clicked the link, and all it did was post that macro. Or yes. post that uh, that thing. Okay. If yes. I click it, does it do it? Okay, so we got to add those macros to your macro list. But the idea behind making this handout, because these spells aren't on D&D Beyond, was to let you click the link and actually post the spell effect in chat. Um, so we can, I can, I can send you the text for those and how to build the macro, and you can put them in your macros list. And then when you okay. click the links, it'll it'll link correctly. So knowing these two spells, like I would say they are nothing of which are super extra duper dangerous. So I would, if he wants to allow him to copy these two spells. Okay. So uh, the act of a wizard copying down spells does take some time. Uh, so yes. if you want to, you could, you could either leave this with him for him to copy and then go do other stuff. You could sit here with him and wait for him to finish copying or you could arrange, okay, well, I have other business to attend to. I will be back some other time, and you can take down these spells when I have more time on my hands. How long would it take him? These are second-level spells. And for a wizard to copy spells... Um, for each level of the spell, the process takes two hours and costs some gold in materials. So for him to get both of these spells into his spell book, it would be... Eight hours. Uh, eight hours. So what I will tell him is I do want to take this to Katarina because I have some things I want to discover. I have a feeling she's probably going to want to keep on to it 
to look through some things that tattooing I'm particularly interested in and finding out what this strongest warrior is. The spells I am as well. I just learn spells differently right now than you. So they're not of use to me yet, but potentially with Katarina's help could be of use to me. So I will leave this most likely with Katarina. And then if you over the evening, you know, tomorrow morning would like to come copy them, I can let her know. It sounds like you have a relationship with her anyway, at least in a professional manner. Let her know that you have my permission to copy these two spells. Okay, I think that's a, a fine deal. Thank you so much for contributing. Um, I'm glad that we were able to have this exchange of like information for, you know, arcane knowledge. I think that's great. Absolutely. Um, and if anything pops up in your head about this eerie person or Rissa, or if for some reason you happen to, you know, randomly decide to cast Locate Magic and find that other book, just, um, you know, the Silver Covenant know how to find me. I'll be in the Dwarven District drinking with the the dwarves. Okay. <laughs> and with that, inscription time. I say my adieus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're easily able to make your way. You have good directions. You're easily able to get there. Um, you do find that in the meantime between, like, you left and then played around at the fair all day and then came here, so it's you've had like a whole extra day of not traveling to here. In the meantime, mm-hmm. she has actually returned to the city and is at her shop. So you find her okay. there. It's like, oh hey, you know, we know each other. Um, yeah, go go off. I say hi. Uh, oh, so we know each other. Something interesting. Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a couple things I am curious about. Yeah, of course. What's up? First of all, and I'm gonna again. I'll show her the book. Give her a moment to kind of look through everything. Okay. Um. In here in particular, there's obviously some spells that need some work. As you can see, there's half components, things like that. I'm not sure, you know, if you would be able to help me figure these out, see if we can get them finalized or who would be, you know, spell crafting able. No. The tattooing. Th- oh, this is absolutely something that we can work on together for sure. Um, we can, okay. like, this is part of, part of inscription is copying down spells that exist so that we can, like, exchange in scroll work or whatever else. But a, a a sizable part of this study is tr- the trial and error that goes into creating new spells. Okay. So this guy's already done a lot of the work. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the second thing, the tattooing section here, I feel this can be particularly useful, especially, um, you know, as demon hunters can have kind of come about the way they use their ink on their skin. I just feel that there's something here that we can either use this for with different classes or maybe our demon hunter friends be able to enhance some of their abilities. Demon hunter tattoos. Um, And she flips through and she's like, well, okay, so what we're looking at here is not the same. Demon hunter tattoos, it depends on the demon hunter. Uh, Some of them appear as part of the process of like taking in the demonic essence. Some of them needed to be inked onto the person in order to help them to do that because not every demon Mm -hmm. hunter who becomes a demon hunter can like keep all their stuff locked up. What this actually looks to be is really more of a, this is almost like you put a spell scroll on your skin, but like not really the same thing. Like a spell scroll is what you use to cast a spell. This, um, this guy, and she like she goes through the tattoo that you saw Arna use. She goes, this guy literally was like using the the pattern to almost not absorb a spell, but like react to a spell so that he could mirror it briefly. Like it's not learning a spell, it's not like that, but it's like you just cast fireball on me, I cast fireball on you, like that kind of thing. Are these tattoos, so in the sense, like, where I know tattoos, they're inked on, they're permanent. Are these kind of like spell scrolls in the sense you can ink a bunch on and once you use them, the tattoo goes away? She rolls a die on a seven. She is not sure how many it's safe to ink on to a person. But does it go away once you use it or do you have that spell or do we know that yet? No evidence that it goes away after it's used. They, they appear to be permanent. The question is, can I wear more than one? Maybe. And how many times can I use it? And then the strongest warrior thing, does this look artifacts? I don't know, like inscription, maybe more archaeology. I'm not quite sure who I should be asking for this one. Um, she reads through that section. And then she reads through it again. 
and she goes, if this guy's right, the answer to that question is not, I mean, okay, so his technique was not to go through magical research, like, okay, well, let's look at artifacts from the past or anything like that. His technique was really more like folklore, like, let's talk to people who know information about this and see if they know about this artifact type of thing. So you could try that. Um, but it might be possible that either somebody at the archaeology department or somebody at the mage quarter would have more insight into old artifacts that create this effect. It's not something I've okay. ever heard of before. Because, And I'm going to show her because it mentions in here, um, comparative to the bangle that he uses to enhance his claws, which is the bangle I have. Yes. So I am going to show it to her. I'm like, I'm thinking it's something along this line, some sort of piece of jewelry that would be innocuous. could be that. It could be... Um, like an enchanted piece of armor or an enchanted, like something enchanted that either enhances the user's strength or does something along those lines, it sounds like. Dr. Harrison, we have working on a project for us as it is. I may mention this to him. My thought is just to leave this book with you overnight if you want some time to look through and kind of figure some things out. Um, the wizard might be over. He wants to copy the two spells, but I do have intentions of learning more about inscription. I feel, although I do have a decent spell repertoire, this may be something where I can enhance some of the abilities when we're out kind of roaming the world. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be basically, forgive the pun, but you'd be basically taking a page out of the wizard spell book, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, to sort of replicate that. I think that'd be great. Everyone should have a way to supplement. The last thing is, um, do any of these names, Rissa, it's one of the teenagers who happened to gone missing from the Teldrassil camp or a Draenei named Eerie mean anything to you at all? Maybe illusionary magic? I've never met a Draenei named Eerie. There was a night elf girl named Rissa who stopped by who she had some questions about um, some of the more and as she's flipping through your like the Arna spellbook she goes oh actually this is an interesting coincidence and she points to the section in the spellbook that talks about enhanced designs for circles of summonings and bindings. It's mm -hmm. one of the first sections in the document I gave you. She goes, she was actually asking something similar to what they have documented here. Here, let me show you what I mean. And she goes over to her shelves where she has her personal textbooks. And she's like, uh, da, 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 da. where's my, it's here somewhere. She starts flipping through looking for books. Huh. Um. What happened to? What happened to my? My my um. Sorry, this is Casey looking for it in my document. Oh, I thought I thought it was like <laughs> it the, is. It is. Um, like the wizard, like not being able to find. Yeah, something. it is. Uh, but like I was, I was looking for a name. She goes, "What happened to my book on binding circles? I had like a whole list of uh, all these like advanced." What tools do binding circles need? What tools do binding circles... Well, I guess it depends on the circle. Um, you would need the ones that... Okay, well, here, look. And she goes back to your book of reference and says, this one, the design here, which is not terribly different from the ones that I had, um, this one calls for essentially um, a circular pattern, like permanent structure circle that uses... You could use several different kinds of rare materials. Uh, it looks like the guy who you dealt with was dealing mostly with things like blood and that kind of stuff. Uh, but they do have patterns in here for like gold circles and like uh, circles of like rare materials. Um, it would need to be magically enhanced, magically charged in some way. Sorry, specifically, what was your question? Was it about um, what would be needed to uh make one? So for your book, what type of binding circles, what did the circles do for enhance what type of things? Uh, it was similar to this where you would have like, essentially there when you're, this is one of the reasons though why, why I was like, ah, I'm not sure that this is something that you really need to know when I was speaking to her. She's kind of young for this. Um, but essentially, if you are going to try to summon an elemental, you know, many shamans do this on a really low scale. They summon small elementals. You wouldn't need something like this because you have the totem to sort of focus and anchor mm -hmm. things. But if you were to do something on a larger scale, 
one of the first things you would need is a landing pad. Like the place has to, ha the thing has to have a place to land at. Um, and then once you were able to open the way to wherever this being, creature, object, whatever it is, is, you want the circle to act as a protective force that is a barrier uh, separating that place from your place. You know, like okay. you want the you want the portal to open and you want the thing that you're drawing forth to come forth. But that's really all you want to come out. The circle acts as a preventative barrier for anything else that might be trying to squeak through. And the rarer the materials or the more valuable the materials uh, or the better the enchantment on the circle itself, the stronger all this comes out. Did she say what she was looking to summon at all? No, she actually um, was really more academic about it. She was curious to know, like, okay, well, what is it that we study here? And then said, oh, okay, so you... you write down spells tell me what that's like oh you um you know you you can create um like short-term enhancements to your own ability like you could you could you could use inscription to create a glyph that then gives you a boost to you know your ability to be persuasive or your ability to be deceptive for a short period of time oh that's very interesting tell me more about that um, oh, what are these books over here? And then walked over and pointed to several of my books. And I said, okay, well, this one is about summoning extra planar creatures. This one is about, you know, when you cast a spell that could injure several allies as well as several enemies. How do you protect the allies while focusing, like redirecting spell magic in that way? It, has, it was like a whole subject on just that. And we went through several different things. But no, her, she... And she thinks about it and she goes, either her interest was purely theoretical or she's a pretty sneaky liar. But at the time, when did I thought she come it was, in? Um, when did she come in? She came in around, around the same time as the very earliest of any of the, Even. as any of the thieving had happened. But it never occurred to me, like, I don't really reference that book very often. So, I mean, she didn't come back and take it. I would have seen her. But, uh, and, like, keep the door locked and all that stuff. But the fact that this is missing, I didn't even realize it until just now. Is there anything else that's missing? Just take a quick catalog. She looks around and you see her take a pretty cursory inventory and goes, no, I don't think so. I don't see anything that's out of place. Okay. Um, just to let you know, just a little theory I have, um, a few of the teenagers have gone missing from the Teldrassil camp, one of them being Rissa, and there is this Draenei named Eerie who has come up getting a copy of a pretty advanced book from the Keep, which seems to be a difficult task to do, um, since those books tend to be more restricted. It is my gut feeling that there is a connection somehow and being a teenager that I was once, I think that people may be in over their heads and just trying to guide them back to a more uh, righteous path, so to speak. Interesting. I hope you're wrong. I mean, it'd be great if you were wrong, uh, but that, it, that, it would be. <laughs> that sounds, uh, sounds rough. Um, I mean, okay. So, to business, you expressed an interest in actually pursuing this academically. I think that that would be wonderful yes. for you. You, I mean, you seem like you would be exactly the right student. You know, you, it seems wonderful. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Whenever your schedule allows, if you want to swing by, we'll spend a few hours working on this. That'll be fine. Uh, and then, you know, after you are start to gain some proficiency in the written version of spellcraft, we can start ironing out like some of these other spells that are in here. I can show you how to get them onto scrolls. I can show you how to get them into this book so that you could cast them yourself directly from the book. If that was something that you were curious to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. We can cover all that. I think that'd be, that'd be phenomenal. And if it happens what? to be the case that I run across my missing book, cause it was upstairs under my bed the whole time or something, you'll be the first to know about that. One last thing I am in need of, Oh, about eight scrolls of locate object. <laughs> okay. Uh, why? Okay. There is a book that has also gone 
not necessarily missing, but needs to be found. Um, I just looked at a second copy of it up in the, the mage tower area, but um, my thought, unless you know of a way to amplify a spell to make it go more than a thousand feet, is in order to canvas the entire city, I need about eight scrolls worth of that spell to try and locate this book. Wonderful. I don't have eight of them. Um, I can start making some. Uh, they do take about eight hours a piece to make. Um, I do have two on hand. Now, understand, I am a business for profit. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. But, but uh, I am also, first of all, I'm taking you on as a student, and I know that in so doing, you know, I'm going to learn a great deal from this book from you. So I'm going to take, if you don't mind, I would like to take that as part of the payment for services rendered. And I would be happy to part with the two scrolls of locate object that I have in my possession at cost. If, um, you know, I wouldn't give them to you free, but I am happy to give them to you at cost. Um, so that, because the thing that you're pursuing is noble and good and all these, unless you're the best liar I've ever met, but you know, as you could be. Um, but I kind of, I, I buy it. Um, I don't think that you came in here and took my book from me. So, I would say, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Each one of these scrolls of locate object cost me 60 gold to make. Okay, I'll give her 120 gold. Okay, um, you hand over 120 gold, and now you have in your possession two copies of the spell scroll of locate object. Now, the way that D&D Beyond uh, handles its scroll inventory is that, like, there's spell scrolls, of it just says spell scroll first level spell scroll second level that kind of thing um so if you want to just make a note that you have two locate objects on you i didn't make a spell scroll of locate object for this at least i don't think i did i've been wrong before uh but just make note that you can cast locate object two times when you cast a spell from a spell scroll you um first of all for normal spell casting purposes and this is going to change after you're a proficient scribe but because you're not yet, you're going to follow the normal rules for casting spells from spell scrolls, which is that the spell is like the, the scroll is destroyed as soon as you use the spell. And um, it has to be on your class's spell list, which it is. And it has to be of a spell level that you're capable of casting. In other words, okay. if they handed you a ninth level spell scroll, you'd have to roll some dice to find out if you can even successfully cast it in the first place. But since so anything fourth level and below right now is okay. Yeah, anything fourth level and okay. below on the bard spell list, if you pick it up and it's a scroll of whatever spell, you can cast it as an action um, or unless like this, if it's a bonus action spell or whatever, whatever the normal action economy is of casting that spell, you can cast it. It does not cost a spell slot to cast. It destroys the scroll. It's a consumable though. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, is there anything else that you want to cover with the scribe? I think I have covered everything. And then y'all see her whenever I happen to be this way over the next couple of days. Okay. Then here is how we're going to wrap up this session. Because I know uh, Amanda's on a little bit of a clock. Here's how we'll do it. The thing that took the longest is Butch's training. Everything else wrapped up relatively quickly in comparison. So Falkus and Ari make their way back over to Old Town around the time that the sun is going down, that's when Butch is wrapping up his business. And now the three of you are together in Old Town around sundown. And it's like, all right, well, it's starting to be dinner time. Curfew is going to kick in soon. So if you guys are going to be out past curfew, that's like, that's your decision. But like, you understand that the guards or whatever are going to ask questions about that sort of thing. Um, the first thing that will happen uh, as we get into sundown, I'm going to need one person, please, to roll me a D100. 22. Uh, okay, awesome. You guys convene in Old Town. Um, it is not, like, it's, um, like, late summer. It's not early fall yet, but it is still late summer. It's been a nice, warm day. Um, everything's been, been great. As the sun starts to go down, the temperature does start to drop pretty fast, a little faster than you may have expected. Um, you guys, Butch, you start to wrap up. The sweat on your arms and on your forehead is starting to make you like, it's 
it, it really is starting to get kind of cold out. Like it's it's uncomfortable. It's beginning to get uncomfortable. As you guys are on your way back through Old Town toward the Dwarven District, like are you guys having a discussion about it? Like what's going on after everything wraps up and as a group you're on your way back home? I would definitely share all my information so anything that like was talked about you guys would know. Likewise. Uh, I mean, there's nothing much for me to share, but there is one. It, 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 if we have another ten minutes, not yeah. ten minutes, but I imagine we're we're uh, you know noshing on something in the bar area. No, you guys are on foot on your way through the town. Like you're still in the old town. You're on your way. You have not. You, to the yeah, you've not reached anything yet. You're you're just you're. Sun's going down, it's starting to get cold out, and you're walking through town. Walking through town. Well, so so I met this real friendly guy. This uh, the, 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 this guy, uh, Q, Q Lang, or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, but, but anyway, there's a, there, there's a Pandaren in the, uh, in the warrior place. And he's gonna, he, he says I was real strong. And that I, uh, that I could pick up a few things and might help us out and, you know, in our adventure and in the inevitable battles that will come. But, um, he said something that really, he said something that, uh, that they got to me. And it might be nothing. It's probably nothing. It's pro almost certainly nothing. But he was talking about the strongest warrior on, on the planet. Now, someone else mention strongest warrior on the planet and i don't know if you recall me telling you about this but you know our good friend in stranglethorn thorn vale arna the weaponsmith he wanted to know about strongest warrior in the world now that it just weird to me that he 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 brought it up both times that no, that that has been brought up a couple times and Again, it could be a coincidence, but it's just really irking at me. It's just, and it, and it brought to mind, well he, well, he compared me to a very specific person. And, um, you know, I just, it's, oh, it's cold out here. Okay, but anyway, it, it's not a real good memory. And I don't, I told y'all some of the stuff, but I don't think I told y'all everything, but. The thing is, all right. So there, you know, way back, back when I was a when I was a cub, right? There was this other cub, uh, just about the same age as me, and we we grew up in that same teeny tiny village. As we got older, I didn't pay much attention to her. I guess none of the other guys did, uh, neither. I mean, she was nice enough, but you know, not much to look at. Uh, but 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 she was, you know. She was nice enough. But she was fun at the bar, though. <laughs> we had a... Uh, yeah, she, 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 she was a good drinking partner, for sure. But, um... You know... Later on, after all was said and done, I, I did find out that she was... Always lonely. Which, which didn't make sense to me, because she had so many friends. But... Now, I ain't told y'all much of what really got me to set off traveling but the truth is uh maybe i told you this part but my my my, my village where i grew up is long gone ain't nothing there now you see what happened this uh this manted swarm came over that big old wall about but the thing is it, it happened about a decade early we could usually plan these things out and fig figure it all out and get everything done but it it happened early this time, ten years early, and just we just weren't prepared. So there were Pandaren running every which way. You know, we just we, we didn't have weapons, we didn't have we we just didn't know it was going to happen. But when one of those giant Kunchong bugs, you know, just really big ones, he started coming at us, we knew that that was the end. There, none of us had anything. That could fight something like that. But out of nowhere, Sun Yu Firebottom runs at 
that Kunshung. And, and boop, and then blows it back with, with, with lightning, just poof. And then somehow she stunned a whole bunch of the, the, the bugs around them. Just, it just, she gave a, a bunch of us time to get out alive, I suppose. We, we were running. All we could do was run. But uh, I looked over my shoulder when I, when I looked back, all I saw were fireballs and lightning. As the bugs rolled over, everything we had ever known. And since then, Sun Yu Firebottom has been known as being the greatest warrior. Some might say shaman, I don't know, but I don't reckon she's around anymore. I mean, we none of us saw her die, but there's no... Anyway, the uh, this guy at the warrior hall, this Pandaren compared me to her and then said a couple times about me being the strongest or able to be the strongest and then I just can't stop thinking about Arna and it just it's probably nothing but you know oh, I just want y'all to know what's on, on, on my mind that's all didn't Arna make a comment about you being a Pandaren yes I mean it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that he heard about Sun you not knowing Anything more than being a Pandaren warrior? That Can you say that you weren't the strongest warrior that he was looking for at the in his last at breath, the time. At, in his last breath, right after I, man, that that was not an easy, easy fight we had. Remember at the uh, all those goblins uh, in the in the, the the fire bloom boom potion stuff, and then there was like this mechanical pet cat thing and anyway mm-hmm. there was we're fighting on all sides right but i got to arna and i got to i i i got to take care of him myself and uh his dying words were telling me that it wasn't me that i wasn't the strongest and i also got the idea that that he he was trying to make something make make some kind of weapon or artifact or something i don't know um, having to do with the strongest in the world. I'm not trying to say that I'm the strongest, but it just when you, when you get two different people talking about that, it's kind of weird, you know. I don't, I don't believe in coincidences too much. I think exactly. I think having this name, you said, Sun Yu Firewalker, Fire Bottom, Fire Bottom. I think having that name on our radar is not a bad idea from Arna's book. And I think I've told you guys about Arna's book. There is mentions. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Perception check. Go ahead and roll a perception check. How about a natty 20 for a 26? Okay. Nobody else heard that? I heard the oh. rumble, but I thought it was someone's, I thought it was someone's like car. No, 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 no. That's, that's the sound of somebody stealthing nearby. You, <gasps> I didn't register. I thought like people are mowing here. I just thought you guys had a little. Okay, okay. Let, let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on. You roll a twenty. You roll a natural twenty stealth uh, uh, perception check, which is why you have just enough time to look around and like get everybody's focus off of this conversation uh, in time that this is going to be with disadvantage. Um, okay, a natural one. Ari, you are so like you stop in your tracks to like, wait, what is Falcus's concern? And as you turn to look at him, the blade of a short sword pierces the space between your side and your elbow. Like just the way that you turn, like it just misses. You look down and you see like gleaming steel peek out from under and you turn around and there is a semi like a, a decently sized human man uh wh- holding two short swords dressed in full black with a mask on and you hear tink 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 the sound of a glass bottle rolling across cobblestones focus on that natural 20 perception check you see a bottle with a cork in it and the cork p- pops off and smoke billows around you you lose sight of everything that you could see because you're surrounded on all sides by smoke 
We're going to end it there, but when we come back, we're going to be rolling initiative. I knew there had to be a reason why you didn't just let us meet at the bar. Oh my gosh. We're in Old Town, right? Old Town is just known for being creepy. It's got rats. It's got assassins. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. When we come back, I can't wait. I can't believe natural one on that attack roll. That was supposed to be, that attack roll was supposed to start that combat, and it didn't. I'm going to have to pay attention to every sound now. I'm not going to take anything. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are our heroes under attack? Here in one of the seedier districts of Stormwind City, Butch, Ari, and Falkus find themselves on the business end of a blade. What prompted this attack on our heroes? Is this the same person who captured and or killed Doctors Ballard and Shanks? What is the deal with Rissa Thunderblade? We'll have to wait until next week to find out as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic dnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.